On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartender. Hi, everybody. This is Pub Crawl Liz. Hi, everybody. This is the genius who's always a little bit early. And we're uh, back at the Ale House for another episode of As the Ale House Turns. Well, where the hell do you think people think we're at? Well, you know, I actually think we should take this show on the road on I don't occasion. think so. Why not? Because... That would be too much work. For who? Jordan? Yeah, well, or Jordan. actually for you because yeah. you have to figure out well, how to park something you somewhere never, you never or take come, the bus or the train. Given that you never come on time. You're so full of shit. So I think I if we, if we change the address to be... p.m. Yeah, we are, our, our goal is to be here, show up at 7.30 p.m. And, and then I get here at 7.30 p.m. And you're pussyfooting around the corner. And look, it's 7.46. Pussyfooting? Yes. Pussyfooting yes. coming from you? I'm yes. pussyfooting? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I know you don't know what that is. I know what pussies are. Barely. And I know what footing is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, we have a lot to talk about, Well, we have always. something. We have a very, very exciting. Well, first, we, yeah, have, so. we have an exciting guest. But even more exciting than our guest tonight... Our new marketing director. Hang on, no, it's, he's not new. It's it's a he's a, on a job interview right now. Okay, it's well, I'm sure. I, I mean, in other words, you have certain trepidation that he might not be the greatest mark. Plus, we happen to have the of- foremost marketing <laughs> expert in <laughs> North America. <laughs> I know. So, um, as a guest tonight, Ukraine Mike has offered to write some commercials. No, he begged. He didn't offer. He begged. <laughs> There's a big difference. I appreciate it. We're going to have hope, maybe some sponsors, but we got to check this out because we've never done anything like I that I understand before. that. I so understand that. I'm explaining that. it to Mike who's sitting over there. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's, he's very nervous because this is a career. This could make his career right here yeah, tonight. Yeah, of course. And, I, and I'm going to read his first uh, commercial, Cold, because I have so much confidence in him. He's got, he's, he's, it's not just that he, he, he's the, the uh, copywriter. He... Is the guy that goes out and he's finds in sales. The, he's, he's in sales. sales. He's out of sales. He's a copywriter, our sales guy. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right, let's I, give it a I'm whirl. Gonna, I'm gonna put my glasses uh, on. Yeah, do that. You got enough light in do here? This just like um, we have right now. Yeah. Can you okay. see? Okay. Did you take your pill? I have not. I'm not taking my pill yet. Oh great! I don't think Excellent. I, but I haven't had any candy. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Commercial. Here's the first commercial okay. ever on ever. As the Ale House Church. As the Ale House Church. Um. Ladies, are you anxious about having that not-so-fresh feeling? Don't fret. Feminine freshness is a feeling of confidence, comfort, and cleanliness that only comes with having a half healthy vaginal pH, or you could even say pit. An unbalanced pH is where odor-causing microorganisms flourish and is usually triggered by menstruation, excessive semen, and poor douching technique. Not anymore. A lady's secret feminine wash is easy to use and will provide much needed relief and comfort. A lady's secret 
is dermatologist and gynecologist, I would think gynecologically, approved and has been clinically shown to promote healthy vaginal pH while eliminating troubling odor and relieving feminine discomfort. A Lady's Secret now available wherever um, feminine products are sold. Okay. Well. Oh, no, it's not it. That sure sounds like a good product, and we are happy to have them on board. Now, he wants, our, our new marketing director wants us to do. He's on a job interview. He's not the right. new one. So, uh, do you agree that we should do the second commercial right away, or do we, would you like to do it? No, you have to do them in segments. That's how radio well, and podcasting works. He's, uh, gonna, he's going to throw a tantrum. So, uh, I no, have no problem with Ukraine Mike, who's never listened to a podcast before this one, suddenly knows how all of them work. Yeah. And he's now a master producer. So now yeah. he's trying to call the shots on the order of the show, well, that's, that's part the of kind his... of content we have. I told these sponsors they'd be at the top of the show. Let's just get through these next week. I'll tell hey, them. Hey, you know, see what I'm saying? Content. No, I understand. I mean, okay, but well. he's on the spectrum, and we can expect a little of that. I just think that, hey, tell the sponsors to go fuck themselves. We'll do it the way we want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So you, you, would, right, well, you would like to um, do number two, I mean, yeah, number two, on. number on. two commercial I'm not talking about. Body function. Um... <laughs> I mean, I guess that commercial sort of makes sense for some of the stuff we talk about. What do you mean sort of makes sense? But I we're think, looking for food what? sponsors, for fuck's sake. I mean, <laughs> do you really want to... I mean, what Street Jimmy is very, very... You know, he's not adamant about many things. But feminine hygiene is one of his top priorities. I mean, I would hope that everyone has thinks feminine hygiene should be well, top priority. I, 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 believe me, I've had more than a few right, encounters okay, okay. with vaginas where not, blue please. smoke came out. <laughs> so... I don't think everyone is. Uh, um, all right, so let's introduce our all right, well, sort first, of guests. First, we're going to take the... Let's introduce our sort of guests. He's, he's, Mike, hush. You <laughs> see, this is the special. We're going to start telling him we're recording on other days. No, no, no. I, he's got to learn that we will do we, we will do another he's commercial. He's throwing a tantrum now. But first, we need to get the lights back down. Okay. Because it's... I, I'm, I can't look directly at you in this bright light right now. All right. So do you want to introduce go. our guest? Yes. We, we've been trying for this guest for well, a long time. He kind of time. had a little cameo before. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, I was ringside. He was, he was ringside. Did I was he, ringside. Did, did he, but he, I had he, both my boys here, and I'm, I'm you, glad you they're not here. Oh, today. that's right. Chat, <laughs> you, you spoke up a little bit during one of the podcasts. Yeah. Just the advertising, so, uh, I'm not sure that I could have had. I can imagine. That, I can imagine his boys are going to have a podcast in the not too distant future because they're both studying uh, film yeah. at USC. USC. All right. Well, Phil the mogul is back. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Phil. Hey. Um, do you want to say anything about Phil the mogul? Yeah. All right. Go for it. All right. We, this is baby steps, though. We're not going <laughs> to. Um, Phil was was very reluctant to come on. Because he is a mogul, and we, we don't often get moguls. So um, what we kind of made a little agreement that we won't discuss the wonderful world of, of international marketing and stuff like that, which really I don't know a whole fucking lot about anyway. 
and we're going to discuss, given that Rock and Roll Ruth and I spent the weekend in New Orleans. I'd never been to New Orleans before, nor had Rock and Roll. That shocks me, by the way. Well, I, I can explain. Yeah. I can explain why that happened, if you really are curious, because there is a very specific reason. You're why. wanted by the NOLA well, Police Department? Well, I had a very unpleasant incident um, my first attempt to go to New Orleans. And um, because of that incident, it left a last, lasting um, impression on me. So I never got beyond the Greyhound bus depot when the police department suggested I get out of the Well, next. I was right. Shocker. Oh, well, yeah, there was, there was a police involved. <laughs> um, it was racial. It was a very racially unpleasant incident. What did you say? Well, it wasn't. <laughs> it, uh, there was, on the bus I was um, on... We, there, uh, there a group of uh, two older black women, very elderly, and then a middle-aged black woman got on with three kids. This big, fat-gutted, piece-of-shit, redneck bus driver comes back and said, they're, now they're going all the way to Chicago, and they've got bananas and all this crap. But they got up, I think, a baton or something. And they obviously didn't have much money. And... So the bus driver says, well, you only get to take two kids for free. So I said, hey, one of them is with me. Kind of looks at me, cocks his head. So a couple minutes later, two other fat, well, one of the guys was actually skinny, another big fat cop, gets on. And with these really disgusting shit-kicker accents and saying, you people from New York, kept saying New York come down here and you messed around I don't know if they, I can't remember they used the N word I was very derogatory really nasty shit so I mouthed off I tend to do that so they escorted me off the bus punched me in the arms for about five fucking minutes so I could barely move my goddamn arms and then told me to get back on the bus and keep going so I did so I really wasn't eager to go back Although, what year was this? That would have been about 61. It took you that long to get back? Oh, it took me that long to get back, yeah. You've been, you, your ass has been kicked worse here in Chicago. I know, but that, there was an unpleasant... Oh, yeah, my dad... I, 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 I would, no. What the hell? But it was the whole racial circumstance and the whole hillbilly thing. I really, I really have no patience. Have you been to other parts of the South? I've been to, I, yeah, I've driven through the South, and I've, you know, spent time in Florida. Florida but, does not count. No, not really. Although there's plenty of shit kickers down there. Um, but, I, I mean, I liked... Um, what, the grandpas? Charleston, places like that. But I, I never spent any time. I've never spent any real time. Nor do I really have any interest. Interesting. All right, well, we'll get back to all that business yeah. in a minute, but um, Phil the Mogul is here. And he wants to talk about uh, lesbian weddings and... <laughs> well, we're, uh, he'll chime into all the other stuff. In New Orleans. But, Phil, tell us a little bit about you, first and foremost, please. Um, I don't have a lot to say about me, Where are you? Honest. Where are you from? Uh, I was born in Kalamazoo, Michigan. K-L-A-M-A-Z-O-O-O. There we go. Oh, what a gal. Raised in Seattle. Oh. And, uh... But his parents are from very nice Gary, parents. Gary, Gary, Indiana, the real McCoy. In fact, the only nickname I've ever had was Gary. <laughs> for that reason, actually. I have some friends that call me Gary. Well, I mean, so you lived in Gary for a while? 
Uh, no. Uh, well, yes, when I was really, really young. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do you, so you consider, like, you grew up in Kalamazoo? No, I grew up in Seattle. And oh, then, sorry. And yeah, then so I moved here in junior high, and then I kind of was in Chicago and where, 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 where were you in junior high? Where'd you go junior high? Wilmette Junior High. Uh-huh. Oh, another, another, another one of those. Yeah. Yeah, apparently the spectrum next to me went there, too. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, and then uh, New Trier High School. Another spectrum yeah. went there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's in a pod. He's in a pod. Yeah. Uh, hey, look at you, Phil. University of Southern California. And then came back here for graduate school. Studied film. Yeah, nice. Yes. I studied uh, film, anthropology, Ooh. and... Oh, you have that in common with yeah. I uh, went to graduate school at UCLA for anthropology. See, it's the best thing. It's the best field of study. I don't know study, UCLA, USC. That's all right. When you get out of LA, <laughs> you're just happy that you had that experience in LA, right? It's a great place to study. I'm not gonna go that, that far. Way? Okay, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. I, I would be very, very doubtful. <laughs> Uh, it, I, I, it was it's a different collegiate experience than anywhere it's, else. It's, in the world, but it's still Southern California. Although, think, geez, you see you think, Orange County. Do you think Pac-10 is bigger and better than the SEC? I have no comment on that because I don't even know how to. Really? Yeah. I feel like SEC <laughs> is like crazy bananas. You guys, are any of you sports people? Why are no. you guys all looking at me like I have 12 heads? Well, I mean, you, if you're, it depends. Holy shizzle. Do you prefer? There are literally five people you, sitting do around you prefer, me. Do you prefer three of which are men? All-American basketball players or all-American running backs? I'm not even sure what she just said. I think she's upset because, I don't I, know. All right, well, I think they, that conversation. Why do they discriminate time. against uh, Hispanics? At, what are you uh, talking about? Latinos rule California. Well, then what, what, the are you about? what the hell are you Still upset do. about? Yeah. What are you upset about? No, who's upset? Look at your face, my God. I was, I was shocked at the fact that you guys had no comments about the SEC versus the Pac-10. Well, what the fuck would we care? It's all L.A. bullshit. SEC's Southeast Conference, you That's Cougar. all bullshit. Oh, I went, my I, God. I went to Berkeley. And you, and you think you know like sports when you talk about golf? I know about, about sports. I, fuck yes. You had no comment on the divisions and on the, on the conferences. I, I said it depends on whether you're into basketball or whether you're into <laughs> football. I mean, okay, that's a valid point. Yeah, it's exactly a valid point. It comes to somebody very astute right, observer this, of fucking tables, sports. That's where it's coming are from. Bored because they don't care. Because you're the one that brought up the stupid subject. But don't say I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. I don't think you do. Well, but what do you want to know? Ask me. Ask me. Who. Oh, look, here comes Irish Chris. Um, that'll distract him fast. Uh, okay, no, so it didn't Mogul, distract so me So after college, yeah. you ended up back in Chicago? I did. At University of Chicago. Doing? I did a, a master's in public policy and an MBA and studied econometrics. Econometrics? Wow. What the hell is that? That is uh, when you take the principles of economics and mix it with statistics and go deep on that. And compare inner. the SEC to the Pac-10. Yeah. This, this, is a, yeah. this is a world I haven't... I might know a little about sports, but I don't know shit about it. I don't think most people do. It's I great don't stuff. I think so either. It's great stuff. Uh, you, you, I mean, you seem thoroughly excited, actually. Uh, yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah. His face is brightened at all. <laughs> my He's God. All, like, hopped up. Yeah. Um, all right. So then you started, got to work? I got to work, yep. I uh, got a, a job out in Naperville. Uh, half of my clients were in private industry, and they're the big three automotives for the most part. And then the other half were government, 
So I was part of that reinventing government uh, back in when Al Gore uh, was on the Letterman show with the goggles, remember, and the hammer. We were uh, working on those projects. And um, uh, about three and a half years after that, I learned it was good to have equity in, in companies <laughs> and uh, things. And uh, then I um, started up a, with a, a group of guys who were doing a systems integration firm. I put, took that public, had my own consulting firm for a while and uh, joined a big corporation for 13 years. And it was only 13 years? It was only 13 years. Wow. Well, he's still a young guy. And he's Phil the Mogul. He's, um, I think I'm older than his parents. You're older than everyone's parents. How old are you? 78. Yeah, you're older than my parents. <laughs> my parents were 19 and 20 when they had me, so that was like, a, oh, or wow. 20 and 21 when I was huh? born, I guess. So. They were young people from Gary. Oh, his, his mom is still a fine-looking lady. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not sure what to do yeah, with her. You better keep her, keep her <laughs> away, I will tell Phil. You, she is a fine lady. I will give you that part. <laughs> she was, she, no, she's a fine lady. No, she's lady. beautiful. Actually, she's beautiful yeah. inside and out. <laughs> his dad looks so. kind of tough. He's got kind no of No lady theory. is safe. No lady is safe. That's fair. No, no, there's really, truly. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, boy. I gotta say, this is the best guest gig ever. <laughs> oh, the show. Oh, what the happened show. to Spectrum? You probably had to go guzzle a high life. He's a little worried about your sponsors, and uh, I think I think. Uh, well, we, you're a marketing guy, so you probably. Um, I, I have some thoughts about how it's going so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we'll wait for him to come back to read the next commercial. Since well, he's no, so I mean we, we. I think the longer it takes, the more it tortures him. Which is kind of, I mean, he's he seriously. Now, see, worse. This is a this is a part of the spectrum. Normally, you don't get to see because you by his tenth beer, it's completely a different deal. But when he's before, he's completely shit faced. You know, he's a nervous wreck. I love that you always say this about him because I've never seen anything. He's always been completely reasonable around. Oh, of course he has. He has. But let's go back to your market. If you've got if you've got two sponsors that are genuinely interested in sponsoring this show, you can applaud their courage. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have you'd have to have a brand that is willing to be out there a little bit to get involved in this show. Well, we have agreed, to. Agreed. They have to be agreed. out there a little. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It's, this is not everybody's cup of tea. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, listening wise, it is, but. You know, a lot of people are a little timid about being identified with, you know, somebody like me. <laughs> I know my own family is. <laughs> so. Um, oh, those are the best stories. All right, well, yeah. since you're on the subject, let's read the second commercial. Okay. Mike's giving you some sort of guidance. Okay. Can you see? Can you see? Yeah. Um, this is quite interesting. No, uh oh, he's. <laughs> Short pause. No, you're not supposed to read that part, I don't think. Have you been scratching your head trying to come up with that special holiday gift idea for your favorite sexual partner? Doesn't that special person deserve some serious anal pampering over the holidays? <laughs> Newbies. And pros alike, 
Esquire looking to shake their Christmas tail feather will fall in love with a naughty but nice butt plug. With just a little lube, this smooth glass plug easily slides into your partner's special place. While its classic teardrop shape will give them that an extended little hug once it is fully seated. The naughty but nice butt plug will fulfill your every backdoor craving while giving your anus the sensual penetration that will make it even your, even your checklist. Cheekiest, I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't have that language. And fantasies come true. Anal fantasies come true. The naughty but nice butt plug, now available at all your favorite sex shops. And tell them the genius sent you. Now, I think... Uh, that's uh, not another food sponsor. But, but, butt plugs are interesting. I have one that uses door jam. But it's like... <laughs> I don't, I mean, it would be like an, a butt plug for an elephant. It's, it's massive. And I just, I, I knew a, a, um, a nurse that worked at an emergency room nurse, and she used to describe all the stuff that they'd be pulling out of vaginas and, and, and asses. And, then, and it's amazing the stuff people, the gerbil thing is fascinating to me the most. Is that, a, is that for real? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it is fascinating. But it will, if you don't do it right, you'll kill the gerbil. Did have a story about Mike and butts? Oh yeah, Mike. Mike is quite an adventurous in the uh, well, Ukraine. Mike, um, our Marky. Um, he was out at. I'm a, my naughty but nice butt he butt was right at. Now. He was at a concert out at um, Wrigley Field, and he, some he he met a he met a cute chick, and he thought somebody told him, "Well, you're really drunk." He said, "But if you put this Viagra up your ass, it'll it'll work a lot quicker." Well, he started hemorrhaging from his poop hole, and uh, it was quite an incident out there. All right, well. Yeah, so, never so he's, uh, oh, it's interesting. Now, all of a sudden, he's uh, changing history. But uh, there's a warning there. Do not put Viagra's up your ass. Okay, but butt plugs you should, I guess. I think, butt, I think you want to definitely lube them good. And I would start out with small butt plugs. And work okay. your way up. Okay, that's some direction for you. So, uh, let's, so let's talk about New Orleans. Butt plug versions. <laughs> in case you needed some direction. I think I think butt plugs fit in with New Orleans quite well. This is um, because of because Old Town in the fifties and sixties was a, a big gay had a big gay community. You often had a lot of gay people coming oh, into hell. the alehouse, right? I think the alehouse is still pretty much so a this gay is bar. Pr I'm pretty certain this is not the first time a conversation about butt plugs has ever happened oh, in here. Absolutely. And, so, and so butt there used to be... be one sex, uh, uh, hey, Spectrum Boy, if we want any no. more info out of you, we'll, we'll ask it. I'm starting to see okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the Lincoln Hotel around, the basement Lincoln Hotel around the corner was one of the most famous in the world. It was a world-famous gay baths. And when they finally busted, it was outfit at the whole coffee shop in the basement. But when they busted it, um, they had mayors and foreign diplomats. I mean, the place was really a who's who of, uh, of uh, fruits. Um, but, and of course, we didn't use the term gay back in the 60s. Right, it's a newer term. 
Yeah, we, they refer to themselves as homos and, and, and faggots and stuff. I mean, so, I mean, that's kind of... A, but I, I, it was very, very informative for young, for young genius to be in that environment because they were vicious, witty, smart, yeah. um, hilarious. And um, so you learned... Like, I was at this wedding over the weekend... And there was it was um, two two women getting married. Little Ida, who I know since she was a little child, she married a uh, film. She does, uh, I believe, makeup and, and costumes, all kinds of stuff for films. Named Jen. Well, there was a <laughs> there was quite a few transvestites there. The I could tell the ones that had muscles like twice as big as me. I could definitely tell who they were, but. Um, this one little uh, kind of a persnickety little gay kid came up, little, had kind of crappy facial hair, and he he, had no, he knew who I was somehow. Said he was in my bar. So he says, now I'm sitting with Ida's uh, proud father and her brother, Charles, who I've also known since he was a small child. And this guy comes up to me, and he says, hi, Bruce, I just want you to know I've been sucking dick since I was practically a twinkling in my mother's eye. I said, oh, really? That's really exciting. And uh, so he says, say something amusing. I said, well, let me just say, say this. I probably suck more dicks in a month than you suck in your whole fucking life. How's that for something amusing? He said, I don't think you did. I said, oh, really? I did gay porn for 13 years, fuckface. I sucked, I did nothing but suck dick and get, take them up the ass. In fact, my sphincter muscles gave out about four years ago. Uh, that's why I have to wear diapers now. So the kid looked kind of shocked. So I learned. See, I would, had I not grown up with these really vicious be gay guys, I wouldn't have maybe know how to handle that. So it was very useful. All right. There you have it. Yeah. And the reason uh, Mike ran away... Oh, he's coming back. But the reason I mentioned the gay thing was because my very first even understanding of what a butt plug was was in the 80s when a bunch of my gay guy friends explained it to me. That's why I was making the reference. Well, I don't get the kick. Why don't they just get, get somebody to poke them up the ass? <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, um, this is a, a nice little turn. Well, I mean, Oh, you're shocked now? No, I'm not shocked, actually. A lesbian Liz is, is shocked by is, a butt, butt plug conversation? I'm shocked by most of the things you actually say, but oh, at the same time, I'm not oh shocked. Oh, God. I'm what? All right. Anal so, sex is shocking? So, how was your trip to New Orleans? It was great, and, and Rock and Roll Ruth loved it. We got lucky with the weather. Now, a little preface. I will preface that by saying I hate getting on airplanes... I mean, I have dealing with people standing in line like cattle and that shit. And um, Tobin very nicely did pre-boarding shit so we didn't have to wait wow, in line really as long. Good. Yeah, she handled all that stuff. So that was, that was really helpful. But because I'm punctual, of course, we got to the airport two, over two hours 17 early. 17 hours early? Yeah, so the I just read before. the New York Times and all that shit. Um, I saw a picture of you taking a nap at the airport. You did? Mm -hmm. I didn't see that. Yeah. So, but we, when we got there, um, Kevin from New Orleans had given us a tip on a hotel just off the French Quarter. Um, Phil the Mogul, when you stay in New Orleans, where do you stay? 
Um, I have about four different hotels that I stay in, but Do I try to always stay in the French Quarter. Aha! Uh-huh. I'd say I don't know why anybody stay anywhere else. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, it's. I mean, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm just sitting here. The one thing that I am shocked by has not been any of the dialogue that we've had yet, but is that you do not love New Orleans and that you haven't been there at least once a year your entire life. I loved it when I was there. I, t- I explained why I avoided it. No, no, I got it. I got it. But it's just, it is a special, well, magical place. No, it's 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 all of that more. I know. Yeah. I, I, and I would, everybody bitches about the muggy, horrible summers. I would thrive uh, you on thrive, that. You thrive, I was going to say, you love that stuff. Yeah, I would yeah. thrive on it. Um, yeah, I agree with you. And, 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 and the music, really and the nice thing about the music there, it's brass, it's kind of the Louis Armstrong jazz, jazz tradition, which I can stand. I mean, well, the that's volume. the whole basis of it. The vo- well, I mean, I only heard rap. Did one, you go to Louis place. Armstrong Park? Oh, hell, of course we did. And then we didn't contribute. They were having a big concert, so the woman made Ruth, wouldn't let her bring her coffee in to be a, because she was being a prick. Did you uh, dive into the history? I mean, no, I didn't really dive into. Uh, I mean, it's, what, it's a completely unique place. From, I mean, it, it's well, I know occupied it's by different. They're European having their countries. tricentennial this year. A what? The tricentennial this Invented year. Invented jazz. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I Creole I know. versus Cajun. Yeah, I, well, I don't, no, I don't know the details of that. All the stuff is. Well, what's the difference between a Creole? And Creole Cajun? tends to be Spanish and African, where Cajun tends to be the French Canadian. Oh. It's actually a. Arcadians, you know, people are saying that word kind of fast. Arcadian, Cajun, you can kind of see how it might evolve. So it's got a, you know, Cajun stuff tends to be more with cream and kind of French sauces, and Creole tends to be a little bit more Spanish and African. Oh. Uh, one of the really, uh, okay. one of the really great partners of the Chicago Museum is the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans. Oh yeah, that's where I oh. went to do the talk. Oh. And they, you know what they um, should rename that. The Southern Ripoff Museum. <laughs> I we we um, Kevin uh, dropped it. We we went there especially specifically because you said it was a must see. We walked in. It was a, like a big Woolworths. Did you go to the uh, Voodoo Museum? No, but I that's was, a good one. I was too stunned by this where 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 Liz and Why? guess what they, they want? They want like ten fucking dollars to go walk around like about four aisles. I, what the aisles. fuck are you talking you go, about? They have displays of the food culture of each of the southern states. Did oh. you go in? Yeah, we went in, the, and the broad said she won ten bucks. And they have, so you didn't go in because you didn't pay the ten no, bucks. No, we cheap. were in. I looked. I, I took. I, I, I looked around. All right. So I will invite you when the executive director comes here to do a whole talk about the food history of New Orleans and Cajun and Creole stuff with food, since you're I mean, every, a freaking curmudgeon. Every inch of that place has amazing history. Totally. Yeah. Um, but you didn't go into it. We went in. It. No, not I'm the second. Bruce, I, I didn't walk around. I think the stuff that you love and the, what we love about Chicago is only amplified in New Orleans. Well, I don't disagree with that. I mean, it was so beautiful outside, though. The weather, absolutely, every day was perfect. It was sunny and great. So I didn't want to be inside any more than I had to be. Yeah. In fact, last night, I was sitting, or well, this is going to be, I guess, Thursday, but Sunday when we went, um, um, Kevin from New Orleans has a favorite place called the Chart Room. Now, 
That's what's tough because Rock and Roll Ruth kept calling it St. Charles Street and it's Charger <laughs> Street. Yeah. So this was fucking up, um, Every, you know. Your destination, yeah, your all the, the, our, We would be ending up in the strangest places with Lyft drivers and stuff because they were taking us to St. Charles Street. Char- I mean, Charles said, Street is a major street. Yeah, oh, it's a major street, but it, need, it has St. a name. Charles Street. Did you, get, yeah, did you go on the trolley? <laughs> Oh no, what the fuck are we walk? Are you kidding? We walk. We, we're walkers. It's not because I'm telling we you you should walk. We the walk trolley is an experience. It's a historic experience. I looked at the trolley. I've oh, been at a trolley. Oh my god. So basically you're looking at things and judging them without actually experiencing but them. But bullshit. I ate I ate all the food. You looked at the trolley. What the fuck do I want to get in that trolley? Oh Lord. I I walk. You know how I experience shit? All right, well, um, where else did you guys I, go? I do think that after Bruce went on the trolley the first time, he would have gone on it every day. I agree. It's <laughs> where amazing. Where would I have gone? It takes you through, it takes you through this, walk down St. Charles and, and in I'll and out on what, the other side of New Orleans. What a dumb idea getting rid of the streetcar named Desire. I cannot believe there are... That's like people going to. It's like it's like the people who go to New Orleans and only go to the French Quarter. It's like coming to Chicago and only going downtown. Fine. There's other stuff. to Yeah, be you seen. go out to Inglewood and but get we shot. We didn't have that much time, and we wanted to get a real feel for the city, and we really no, we were, did. We were we only well, All right, to I'm not going to judge you guys, time. but hey, yeah, I'm a walker, and it was yeah. beautiful That's weather. It's a walkable city. I'm it, not saying yeah. it's not. The sidewalks and, and the, were pretty scary, though. Yeah. The, oh my God, the infrastructure's <laughs> falling apart. Um, you and I, and Phil, go yes. to New Orleans for a similar thing. Yeah. Uh, I've only been once. I don't know. You've been several times, but there's a an event every uh, summer called Tales, Tales of the, of the Cocktail. Cocktail. Yeah. Is it real hot? Yeah. Uh, but Tales of the Cocktail is this uh, industry wide, uh, like kind of like a conference where you can go um, hear lectures about um, just the beverage industry or see new products. Uh, taste new products or and really of course like any conference you go network with people in various parts of, from various parts of the country and, and sort of the, just see what's going on the reason why I like that one I think is uh, a parallel to a lot of what you've done with beer is uh, they literally wanted to preserve the tail of the cocktail right. knowing that uh, the gourmetness of a cocktail had a lot to do with the stories around it and so it was a preservation effort when yeah. they first started it and it is still probably the most uh, authentic event in the sense that they're so concerned with the kind of the reality and the history of what we drink. Right. And it's a good one. From that yeah, no, it's, it's a really cool uh, event. The Museum of the American Cocktail is within the Southern Food and Beverage Museum. There we go. Uh, as is the Absinthe Museum. And, and I think the cocktail is a great metaphor for that town. And a lot of the things that we've talked about, you know, I mean, I think uh, New Orleans had to bring together different cultures at different times in a way that few places have. Yeah. And they intermingled uh, and created you know, new, amazing, genius things. Whether it was culinary traditions or jazz. Um, you know, it's just, it's one of those places you just keep going back and you can get more and more aesthetic. I, I mentioned the Voodoo Museum. That's another one. It's just like this great mixture of uh, you know, Catholic power that was saying you have to worship Catholic deities and the Africans saying, okay, well, I'm going to assign my God to that 
guy, St. Francis, I'm going to sign my God to this guy. So you're going to think we're celebrating your people, right. but we're celebrating our but forces. Historically, that's what a lot of other cultures did, too. Like in Latin America, you know, you oh, think yeah. of like a lot of the Aztec and Maya gods, you know, a lot of that got integrated into Catholicism to sort of say, all right, we're going to maybe consider what you're doing, but we are still holding on to our traditions. Absolutely. But to have that in our in, in the U.S. and not have to get a passport and, you know, all that to go there, it's. I think it's one of the great treasures of our country. I, um, I agree, it. I agree. I'll yeah. invite you when Liz comes down to do her talk. I'll go anytime. And Bruce, you're coming with. <laughs> We're going to do it. Well, um, so she's coming here. Don't forget, though, I, I was the reason I was down there was for a wedding. Yes. How was the wedding? Well, that wedding was an amazing wedding. I've never been to a dyke wedding before. And um, it was quite interesting. Now, they at first I couldn't figure Seriously? out what... what 2018, you. I've it's never your first been one? to. A, I've never. I don't think I've ever been to a, a faggot wedding either. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I think yeah, I'd yeah, remember. Yeah, what do you mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know. Your choice of words. Oh, I'm sorry. What should I say? I, I, gay wedding. Yeah. Works. Oh, gay. Yeah. Gay wedding. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So, what was the venue? <laughs> Well, the venue was... I first, I was kind of mean... A wedding to, to, would to, uh, work, too? <laughs> to, <laughs> a wedding involving men, if you have to be descriptive? I suppose. Um, the wedding, I... Because I, I, it was complete... We had to get... We got in a lift and went, or a cab, I think it was a cab. Took all the way to the other side of fucking town. It was a pain in the ass, you know. I didn't really like traveling like on the expressway and stuff. Anyway, we went all the way over on the other side of town. And so at first, Ida, I think I probably wish, I, she said, and now her, her, her um, spouse, I think they've been married a couple times before. I don't know exactly. Do they live in New Orleans? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she went to school there, too. I did. And I believe um, Jen is from Louisiana. And Jen designed the... Are they wives or what the hell are? They? What what's the deal on that? Yeah, you have. I mean, there's not a husband and not a wife. There's no, because they're not heterosexual. Okay, I'm they're asking. Men, you see, no you see, involved. I'm trying to say the correct thing. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm not gonna. So so so. So yes, two women, I guess, would technically be wives. They're wives. Okay. I think we've made a great distance just now. So, <laughs> we're, we're a huge advancement. This so you're so. Right, Phil. Um, Jen designed these kind of almost psychedelic suits for the um, for the newlyweds. And oh, so they both wore suits. Psychedelic yeah, suits. Yeah, they were. Okay, they, that's they, cool. Yeah. Did and, you, oh no, you they given, were. Were you given the option of a blue pill or a red pill upon entry? No. Oh, Not that no, I'm, nobody bad. nobody offered me any pill when or I go a, to a, a mushroom or when a I go to a, a lesbian when I go to a lesbian wedding I don't take. Pills from strangers. Let me put it that way. <laughs> but you do in any other occasion. Of course. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, and then Jen also designed matching suits. My, uh, I just uh, older brother Charles, who's an academic, uh, has two children, and she designed. So these ones like six or seven, ones like five, something like that. And they both had matching like suits, too, little psychedelic suits too. This sounds awesome. Well, I told yeah. Charles, the father of the two little boys and the brother of Ida, 
I said, well, I, I can see what I can see. It's probably a very positive experience for the kids because if one of them turns out to be gay, you might as well find out now, you know. And this would be a perfect time. Put the kid in a little kind of fruity little outfit at a gay wedding. And, you know, the kid, all of a sudden he starts wearing dresses. You, you, you kind of figure Instead it out. Instead of living a life being repressed and yeah. not nurtured. Get it out now. People could help him out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Him as a full, so the loving we- human being. Yeah. So the wedding, uh, oh, that was my, I, I painted the, I painted them a, um, a wedding portrait. Come on, you are pretending to have sarcasm about gay marriage. I'm not, I, I'm, look, I have sarcasm about marriage. Okay. All right. <laughs> so now true. we're on the right end. That's I'm not, true. I, I'm not discriminating against anybody sexually. I'm just discriminating against marriage. the fucking institution. I know that this is not like your gig. You're not against gay marriage. I'm, I'm no. against. I'm against marriage unless you marry somebody really fucking rich. <laughs> and even then, they why, better be real fucking rich. Why? Why is that okay? Because there's a, a see. There's nothing. There's nothing, nothing more dis- disappointing than romantic love. You know how long it lasts? About twenty fucking minutes. That's how long it lasts. So, Phil, how long have you been married? It's, well, you can be married. I mean, you could just have a friend. You say, "Well, I get along with this person." That's what. That's. I, what, I, that I mean, think I, scientifically, they've said that it's actually seven years. Seven. Yeah, that the chemical reaction that you have in lustful love lasts seven years, and I think that's the max. Seven year age. And this then what, is a yeah, the seven piece, years goes every seven years. Piece of years, anthropology. Yeah. I think that, on the I cover think that's max. I, I'm sure. It's, I'm sure it's <laughs> yeah. true. I'm sure it's true. Something's so anyway, so but there's other things that motivate people. They, they had the <laughs> wedding. I, so I told Ida. She said, "Bruce, do I look really rich?" I said, "No." This looks like a dump. Now I didn't. I didn't look around because it was a former Mexican embassy, oh. and they had swimming. You walked in. There's a swimming pool. I I, I can't in believe somebody didn't fall. Yeah, right in the embassy when you walk. Like well, it's no longer. Like it's no longer. Hi, it's, welcome it, to our embassy, and it, yeah, let's go swimming. Let's go naked swimming. Get off your clothes. <laughs> and then, um, unfortunately, it was the wedding didn't take place till late in the afternoon, so it's starting to get chilly. So my daughter Grace, who I spent a total of about five minutes with, I was sitting next to Ida, and Grace was sitting next to her, and Ruth was sitting on the other side of me. I had to take Gracie's scarf and wrap it around my head. I, I'm wearing a. I saw tra- that picture too. I'm I'm wearing. I mean, I'm wearing a sport. I mean, a sport jacket and slacks and shine shoes, and I'm wearing a tie. And I'm a freak. I'm the freak. Everybody else is wearing wacko shit, girls' clothes or something like that. So I really, I I was going to wear my naked girl tie, and I thought, well. I, you, the, the Sarah Palin tie? Sarah Palin. No, I have another one. My oh, my girlfriend in high school. And um, wait, your girlfriend in high school? You have her naked on your tie? Yeah. Do you still keep in touch with her? I do occasionally. Oh, I haven't oh, talked really? to her in a while. That's why yeah. she was his girlfriend yeah. in high school. <laughs> oh yeah, she was a hell of a girlfriend. <laughs> um. So anyway. Um, <laughs> so uh, it got quite, kind of cold. Sitting out there waiting for the ship, but the the fortunately the wedding was short, but there was all kinds of shit that went on before. About twenty thirty people marched down the aisle, just gyrating and doing stuff. They do like a little parade thing. Yeah, kind of like That's that. Cool. And um, 
So there was a little two little girls throwing flowers. Did they have jazz? Um, no. What, what, it was a DJ. A DJ, I guess. I don't remember the music. And um, so all it was, and then there, um, yeah, I knew, you know, the, the Pat Colander and Paulie Ansel are the parents of the, of, of the bride. The bride. And um, they're divorced. Now, Paul, they're both remarried, and Pat's married to a former Chicago detective, and um, Paulie's married to a, I think she's Polish, Ursula. Very, very striking woman. What, what, what happened to the mogul? He's excusing himself for a minute. Is he bored? Uh, no, I think he needs to use the facilities. Oh, well, we have a full report on that. So, um, so anyway, the wedding was quite, you know, and then the drag queens were all over the place. And so the parents of Polly, uh, well, no, there was no, no, no Polly parents and no Pat parents, but there were other siblings and stuff. And Polly's side of the family's uh, Jewish, and Pat's side is, I don't know what they are, I think probably Scandinavian. Um, so I kind of, intermixed with, with some of that and um, I did come in contact with a lot of little gay boys who were trying to shock me <laughs> good luck next time gay boys they obviously don't know you <laughs> No. well they, some of them seem to do it I guess they google me and shit like that people know who I was um, oh that was saw- funny Ruth and I are walking Ruth and I are walking through the French Quarter looking for a place to uh, have breakfast. And this guy says, hey, Bruce, look around. So he says, my name's Hassan. I'm from Chicago. I saw you on Anthony Bourdain. Oh, so we bumped into him on the second day, too. Hassan said, hey, Bruce, how you doing? So that was interesting. And, And then Sunday, oh, so anyway, the wedding was really interesting. So the drag queens put on a show by about 8.30, and they did it outside the swimming pool, and all these little, it was about maybe eight or nine little kids from maybe 10 years to younger, and they're sitting there watching these uh, drag queens. It was kind of interesting watching the interaction between drag queens and little kids in the swimming pool. Kind of got a kick out of that. And so it's not your everyday... um, and so we got home, and then we went over to Frenchman Street because Ruth wanted to check out the music, and she was going batshit crazy. She, she didn't have, we didn't, you don't even have to go in those places. The music no, comes out, the street, yeah. and she's rocking and rolling outside of all these um, places on Frenchman Street. But we walked, I don't know how many miles. I mean, we walked miles and miles and miles um, during the day, night, um, and just saw everything. See any good paintings? I didn't see. I no. The I I told Ruth. Ruth's all excited. She wants she wants to move there, but she. I told her I could knock off. I don't blame her. I could knock off silk screens, and you could make a fortune selling them. They're so superior to the shit you see there. And she's all for it. Did you go on a cemetery? Yeah. A cemetery? Well, on Sunday, Kevin from New Orleans uh, drove us around all over maybe three, four hours we drove around New Orleans took us to cemeteries 
the garden district, this place. We, by accident, uh, uh, what was the name? Oh, Sandra Bullock's house. We're standing outside and everybody's taking pictures. Oh, she was? And um, so I... I thought she was Ruth, Ruth said, Ruth, I think Ruth said, what are you taking pictures? Oh, that's Sandra Bullock's house. Or was it, or was it Angelina It was Jolie? Sandra fucking Bullock's house. I thought she lived in Austin. Anyway, so you saw Gracie, too. Well, Gracie, yeah. I, How I was, was that? Did you spend some time with her? Very little. Anya, oh. of course, Anya, I make her skin crawl. And she had to sit next to me at the wedding. Anya? So, yeah. And Gra- the person bartending tonight? Yeah. And Gracie um, she pretty, feels pretty similar to uh, Anya. I guess I, I just seem to have an effect on kids that age. Well, they're not kids anymore, yeah, are they? kids. No. They're in their 30s. Yeah, I know. Well... It's it's not magical with me and my, my daughter. She, she she refers to me as Dad. Why do you have to be an asshole all the time? You know she doesn't she does not respect my my brilliance. Uh well all right well I mean that's that's usually the uh, a very common thing for a parent there's, and there's a child. A, I think. I've seen I've seen children affect you know have it show affection towards their parents. Not, it does it exists. I I mean I had a very loving. Oh, there. Upbringing. I yeah. care very much for my father. Phil the Mogul's a great dad and has a great relationship with his kids. He's got great kids. Yeah. I mean, Gracie, whenever whenever I would attack her for being such a shitty kid, she would point out all my friends' kids. <laughs> and I had no counter to them. <laughs> so, yeah, you're better than those assholes, but Jesus Christ, we can hope for more. The, the common denominator is that you have special relationships with everybody. Ah, uh, Yes. Although, Rock and Roll Ruth thinks I'm terrific. God bless Rock and Roll Ruth. <laughs> um, okay, well, seems like you had a successful journey. Oh, it was great, and the weather was great. I, I mean, just sucking up that sun, that's why that's I didn't good. want to go, go into museums and stuff. Someone who travels more than anyone I know is Phil. Where are you going next, Phil? Uh, I'm going down to Detroit. <laughs> For oh. Thanksgiving. Oh, sure. All right, a- after that. Um, where is the? Uh, and this I'm, is a retired film. I know. This yeah. is the retired. Well, film. he's not really retired because he still well, has a bazillion projects. Technically, he's retired. True. Yeah, I've got a, a London trip coming up. Of course. Yeah. Love I'm jealous. Yeah, back to, I lo- talk back about to the town. homeland. What's talk the, about what's, the town pur- I love. what's the purpose of going uh, going there? Uh, actually, there's three purposes, which is great. You know, one is obviously to. Whenever I can get back to London, I'll probably give it a shot. Uh, uh, I've got a, a group that gets together there, uh, talks about marketing. And marketing? Yeah. Yes, yes. And we're going to just kind of move on from the marketing topic right now about the, uh, the show. <laughs> I remember the last time he was on. Remember, it was I was trying to get uh, tickets to go see Paul McCartney, and I, I got through, and they wouldn't let me on because I didn't have a billing address in in England. And you said you should have called the mogul. You should have called me. I would have, but it was like, well, in the middle of the night. Last in last year, Bukovich. I would have woken up. Bukovich. I know. Now I know. Was telling, asking me. He, everybody wanted to go to this big rugby match. I, I, Bukovich played rugby for years. Anyway, he said, I think your friend Phil 
has something to do with something. I, I couldn't remember. How Bukovic could remember all this shit, I don't know. I think Phil has something so he to says, do with something. So he says, is there any chance you could call him up and see about a couple of tickets? I, I remember said, well, that call. I, I said, remember that call. I said, <laughs> well. You actually got a call? I called him. I said, is there any chance you could get there? I mean, what Was the it fuck? like about Manchester United or something? No, no, That's no, the only no. thing I, know, I know. They're a soccer dipshit. This said, is rugby. Your description was something about something. It's rugby. No. Rugby. I don't Got know it. exactly, you know, rugby. Is. So anyway, I, and by the way, Phil's eldest chi- uh, child played, used to play rugby. But, but um, so I asked Full Phil, effects. I said, Phil, any chance? He says, yeah, how many tickets you need? I said, oh, I don't He says, how's four? I said, fine. So I get Bukovic's four tickets through Phil. He's calling me. He wants to blow me. Oh, my God. They were the best tickets. I ever. We had the best tickets of the well, I mean, that place. was an amazing game. So I, I ended up uh, not being able to go because I was with my niece uh, for Dad's weekend uh, at Notre Dame. And so the Irish played the All Blacks. And the Irish... Oh, that was the first time they ever beat them, right? First time. And so, you know, we had the World Series where uh, the Cubs won for the first time in 116 years. And then the Irish beat uh, the All Blacks for the first time in 118 years. And they just beat them again the, last weekend. Yeah, yeah. A bunch I, of the Irish yeah. guys. The Irish are now the world champions, and I told them all to come here. In they fact, all came here. They just, did. There was a big pile, big tough-looking tough guys, too. <laughs> I, I was they, just talking. They did come in here. I was just talking about uh, Pat, uh, to Pat and Irish Chris, who's right over there, um, about it, yeah, about well, that first well, time. Well, well uh, Pat's uh, really big into rugby. They both so are. That's how they it's met. It's a great oh, game. Yeah? It's a great game. Well, so anyway, uh, so so Bluridge called me up this um, this summer. I mean, not this summer, but this fall, I guess. He says, "Hey, your friends still get rugby tickets?" I said, "Oh, he's retired. He, I don't want to abuse that that privilege." But man, were were they thrilled? Because those seats were uh, primo seats. It's a historic game. You're so nice. Yeah, it's great sport history. Um. Well, uh, I entered a contest to win uh, tickets to the Paul McCartney concert, and it also gets you uh, tickets. Oh, by the way, our hotel, our hotel has. So clearly, I'm going to win. We had the Paul McCartney room. He always stayed at our hotel, the Richelieu. See, I was there in spirit. Paul McCartney room. I was there in spirit. I think he's awesome. He's amazing. He's my favorite ever. Well, ever. you know who's coming to Soldier Field this summer. I don't really care for the Rolling Stones. Oh, my God. The 21st of June. Yeah, no. Oh. I'd rather see the Stone Roses. That would excite me more. How about both? Double you know, feature. Double feature. Yeah, that would be nice. Be I, I have a theory about Paul McCartney. He's into, he's into like, one-legged broads. And oh, God. So... I was thinking when you consider when you consider yeah, but what it cost him, like practically a half a billion bucks for and well half a billion bucks is nothing when you got bazillion Yes, but then I estimated I estimated if he would have avoided marrying this 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 slut and he would have just paid hookers to cut a leg off. He oh, could have probably Lord. saved he could, I'm sure that was the only reason he was with her. <laughs> It's, what other reason would he have ever listened to that broad? Of course that had to be the only What about the first one? Remember when... Linda? The, yeah. The, the, they, she wanted to play, and she had such a horrible voice, and she played a tambourine and banged on the tambourine. They'd always turn her mic off so nobody had to hear the horrible fucking noise. Oh, God. Horrible taste in women. I mean, it cost them she a lot of money. She was an amazing photographer. 
Oh, it's amazing. Why? Because you can press a fucking button? Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ is right. Those haircuts. I never got over those haircuts when they showed up. <laughs> never. You, you call Because you call it bubble gum. Yeah, bubble gum with bad hair. Well, at least they have hair. Love you, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's you, a great yeah, way to wrap yeah, up this week's yeah, show. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a quick plug for something I'm doing for the museum. We're still raising money for the exhibit. So I have to pay those bills. Uh, December 2nd, we are doing the first ever beer dinner at Girl and the Goat. Uh, and Chef Steph Izard has carefully selected a menu for us. Uh, made up of some of her favorite dishes she's ever created, alongside. Will some, she be? Will she be present? Um, possibly, but probably. So, she created this great menu for us. Uh, it's uh, eight savory dishes and a bunch of different desserts, all paired with different beers. Um, and it's the first time they've ever done anything like this. Sounds so good. we're pretty excited about it. And it's in the bonuses. Is that it's not even in the main dining room. It's in the private dining area. They have a, they have uh, a private. Yeah, dining? under underneath. It's called the Underground Goat. Really? Yeah, it's really cool. Well, the food. Every time we've gone there, we let Goat Girl order for us, and it's always been fantastic. It's a it's a great place. Yeah. Um, so we're excited for that because they've never done anything like that, and it's a benefit uh, for the museum. And uh, it's only open to twenty four spots. So if you guys are interested in some good food and good beer. Uh, and our, our well, I'm, I'm sure Phil the Mogul and Ukraine Mike are probably going to be breaking down your door to sign up. Well, um, so yeah, we're pretty excited. But uh, save me a spot. Okay, Phil the Mogul. Um, when you guys are going to be hearing this on Thanksgiving, maybe. Oh, this is definitely a Thanksgiving show. <laughs> oh, Thanksgiving. Hey, yeah, Turkey Day. What, what are you doing for uh, Thanksgiving? We know Phil's going to uh, Detroit. I'm going. To, uh, he's going to Detroit. Um, I host. You host at yep. your house? Uh, we're hosting at Go Girl's house this year. And what? What? who's going to be there? Uh, it's a small party of five or six. Well, can you give names? or? Uh, yeah, it's always just my dad and my sister and her husband. Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple other friends. Well, that now it's getting more. What 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 other friends? Well, we always invite you know sort of like people who don't have anywhere to go. That's great. Well, that's why we yeah. have the ale house. People really appreciate now. That. I'm I'm going to normally I don't do anything but come to the ale house on Thanksgiving, but I've been pressured in. I'm going to get to go. You caved. I caved. I'm gonna. I guess Holy tomorrow smokes. night I'm going. I'm going. Well, I'm not going anywhere there for Thanksgiving. But I'm going to... Oh, wait, you're not going on Thanksgiving? I'm going tomorrow night. So the night before Thanksgiving? Yeah, Eve. It's called Thanksgiving Eve. Well, I thought the celebration was on Thanksgiving. No? Oh, so she. So you guys met halfway? Yes, it's called a compromise. I, I mean, I'm shocked that you know how to do that. Well, I'm shocked that I agree. It takes one to know one. Um, all right, well, uh, we hope everyone out there has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Wait, I know. wait a second. I've just been handed by our marketing oh, no. director. Not, There's another not one? Another, not another ad. Not another oh, ad. Come on. Really? really? I read it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Bruce. He has his name. I read that one. It has been an honor and a pleasure. Well, Phil, I hope, you know, Phil stuck his toe in the water. Yeah. And we hope that, um... Maybe next time he'll stick his whole foot in the water and come back. And That's a lot of fun. 
a lot of fun, well, and it's uh, and I really do mean it. Uh, you you know, controversial or not, this is uh, <laughs> this was very mild. This is important. This was a family. Uh, it's an important conversation going on in Chicago. This was a Thanksgiving uh, edition, so we we. <laughs> We tailor. This is very family. It's like Charlie Brown Christmas. You could either it listen is. We're to all this arguing around the table or do Charlie oh. Brown Christmas. It's one of the two. Yeah, this is actually you're right. This is a very there's a lot of people around the table uh, for this recording tonight, and there's a lot of ups and downs and I'm applying for a marketing and, and internship. <laughs> uh, what ups and downs? What are you talking about? Nothing. This is totally uh, mellow. But um, so yeah, this was actually the perfect episode for it. Um, Race, I creed, know sexual orientation. We uh, <laughs> yeah. New Orleans, not New Orleans. We butt plugs. Shitty museums, not <laughs> shitty museums. <laughs> and we hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's an important time. Uh, new, I th- I thought our new um, marketing director did wonderfully. Okay. You look somewhat apprehensive. Well, I don't. Those are not food sponsors that we're looking for. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's looking for us food. Yeah. Um, I, I would say you pretty much spoiled your chance of food sponsors <laughs> with those. <laughs> uh, Phil, <laughs> They're not you. coming anywhere near the show. Phil, I, thanks for joining I us. I tend to believe that. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Phil. Yes. Uh, we are thankful for you. Uh, uh, we're thankful you for really you, am. Mike. It's a great family. And yeah. for you, Ruth, and Jordan. Holy smokes, are we Jordan. thankful for Jordan? Yeah, Jordan. Jordan. Continues to get here on time. What, what, Mike? He's pointing at something. He's, I mean, are we thankful for Bruce? Uh, yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time? Yeah. Um, well, I'll take it. I'll accept that. Um, and Spectrum Boy was reasonably well behaved. <laughs> I just want to know if those were real sponsors. Of Come, on. Real Come on. <laughs> No doubt about um, that. We just of have all, to negotiate the money now. That's most all. of all, we're thankful for Listen. all of you listeners out there who tune well, in. Well, I think the listeners should nonsense. be rolling in sponsorship. I believe the listeners should be thankful for us. There's Street Jimmy out there are preying upon people. He's very all right. well. He's okay. very all right. Well, okay. This has been a great show. Well, say good night, genius. I, I don't know if I'm ready to say good night. genius. Say good night, genius. Uh, all right. Reluctantly, good night, genius. Thanks for listening, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. See you next time. Bye.